Hello, Mech Warriors, and welcome to the Mech Bay, where we fix your mech and fix your game. What's going on, Mech Warriors? I'm your host, Josh, and today I've got with me my co-hosts, Denim and Dustin, in the hot seats. What's going on, gentlemen? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing well. Not much, just enjoying Mother's Day as much as one can. Oh, man, you're dating the podcast. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Today we're talking about mech design quirks for the tabletop. But first, as always, let's get that battle mech coolant flowing with some hobby news, hobby progress, and some fan mail. So we're coming off of the big, big news of the big Battletech release, which we pretty much did a whole episode on. So what news could we have in the last, you know, two weeks? I saw a sketch of the vedette. Um, if you're following uh, Scroggins Patreon, you'll have seen it too. It looks good. That's about all the news I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, uh, Denim? Any news that we missed besides, of course, the big Kerensky Con? Yeah, I'll let you talk about Kerensky Con. Um, it has been slow news since since the big release. So, I mean, once you have a big girthy drop like that. <laughs> It's kind of hard to uh, follow. So, uh, yeah, so they had Kerensky Con, and we got to see pictures of all the new mechs that we were teased and had to, like, dig around. So, looking at that, we've got the new Goliath and Scorpion sculpts. I don't know. <laughs> quads look weird, man. <laughs> quads always have looked weird. Whatever, I'm Goliath still going to get them. like... I mean, I, I like the scorpion more than I like the Goliath. The Goliath just always looks like a headless horse to me. Um, I mean, I prefer that than the uh, swiggity swooty <laughs> scorpion. He's coming for that booty. <laughs> I don't know. I've always liked the Goliath since, uh, you know, since Dugrim, the old mm. anime. Oh, is that a, is it an unseen mech? I guess oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it came out in the same, the same anime that the Shadowhawk and Griffin uh, yeah, the Goliath, the Savannah Master, all of those came from Dukram. Man, they couldn't come up with their own hovercraft. <laughs> well, they didn't have to. I mean, that was the beauty of it. They went to this to this trade show. They found a bunch of art. They licensed it, and they're like, "Perfect," because none of us are artists. So, but but we need we need mechs. We need these things to to have a game. We have pictures of actual models of the new vehicles and one of the VTOLs. Oh yeah, yeah. That Antos looks good. Is that a Pegasus? I mean, considering it's hard to tell what most of these are, I'm going to go with yes. Looks like Pegasus and maybe a Harasser or something. Oh, yeah. It could just be a Harasser. Oh, yeah. The Pegasus has two SRM racks on the top, so it might just be the Harasser. I like the wheeled vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a Striker, probably. Striker. Yeah. Something. But uh, what about what about the first plastic VTOL? Bring a chopper to the Alpha Strike game. I'm down. It's it's being legitimized. We got a plastic sculpt of the uh, Aust Scout. I mean, the metal that that was a psh, a choice sculpt from. So that one, just... I kind of feel like, did we really need a plastic Aust Scout? Considering mm. they just have like like I own the metal one of the exact right, same. Too, yeah. Oh, so if you own the metal one, then none of us need the plastic one. I get it. No, that's cool. <laughs> no, it's it's not that. It's the okay. We've already. <laughs> Like that is a purchasable uh, scout exactly how it is. Like now they have an exact same one, no difference, but in plastic. I'm like, 
at the end of the day, I'll take plastic over metal. Because if you knock your metal mi- miniature over, you get that little chip and it's kind of drives you nutty. Yeah. I mean, this, this is some old man yells at cloud stuff, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we I, got the assassin. We got mm-hmm. quick draw. We got the Hermes. Caesar. I, I never Hermes thought we'd too. have the Caesar. Is that what that thing is with the, the weird with antenna? The antenna. It's got an antenna, antenna. Yeah. It almost looks like a word of Blake mech. It's like a, <laughs> with that silhouette. Anyways. So we're, we're talking about all these pictures that no one else can see. I don't know how fair that is. Don't worry. We'll, we'll put the link in the description, <laughs> but if you haven't, uh, it's just, like I said, just Google Kerensky con photos and it'll take mm. you right to it. And we had a bunch of people. Uh, I'd like to thank Kesser Drac on Reddit uh, for putting and collecting all the photos that everyone took. Because mm. we had some from different sources, so they were kind enough to collect them all. Is that a Star Slayer? Yes. R- remember we talked in the last episode? Did there we? was a Star Slayer on the like cover of something. Ask, but if you scroll down like one more picture, they're all labeled. Yeah. Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> nice. The cicada looks good. Cicada yeah. actually looks chunky. Yeah. I, I think the cicada, the Hermes too. Oh, my, my, and the Firestarter my, have had some big glow-ups. My my Merrick heart is so happy about the Hermes, too. Do you all see the size of that Bane in the background, yeah. though? Yeah. Oh, my God. That... And Cadillac on legs. <laughs> but yeah, new, uh, new beginner box art looks amazing. Yeah, it does. And we see the Alpha Strike box set. What are we calling these? Proofs? Uh, so yeah, they're the orange plastic, so these aren't the finals. These are the <sighs> test I wish they didn't put another Griffin in the beginner box, but what do you do? Well, the, that's the only place you can get a Griffin. Oh, is it the exclusive? Yeah, that's why they swapped out the Wolverine is because you could get the Wolverine in the regular mm-hmm. box set. So that's the Griffin true. is the only one you can get in the beginner box and now the uh, and also the Vindicator. So it's two unique mechs. Awesome. Alpha Strike cover looking cool. Got that Pouncer. Is that what that thing's called? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're not going to spend too long on this. What is KerenskyCon? If you backed the Kickstarter and you backed it with a bajillion dollars, uh-huh. you were part of the Kerensky level. And Kerensky level oh. gets all kinds of stuff, including their own con that is just for Kerenskys. Okay. All right. If I remember right, the price tag attached to that is 5,000 C-bills. <laughs> 5,000 U.S. C-bills. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of smack. I see Jordan Wiseman. It was a lot. You got Randall Bills, Mike yeah. Stackpole. It, it, you had a bunch of high level people. Got the name name dropping Randall yeah. Bills, Jordan <laughs> Wiseman. <laughs> but uh, the big thing is, we saw BattleTech Command, which essentially looked like a board game. I was almost talked into playtesting this like years and years ago. Yeah, I play tested that. Did did I? The issue with the playtest is that you had to like print a bajillion things out and like glue them together. And I was like, I can't, no, I can't do this. <laughs> there was a lot of assembly required and the game has changed from what it looks like. It has changed quite a bit from the, um, from the playtest that I did. Okay. Anyway, we also had the cons playing with supersized mechs. Yeah. Those oh, were big cool. 3d prints or something. Yeah. They were, yeah. They, they like they were, do, do you know what size they were, Josh? Not off the top of my head. But they looked really good. They did a good job. But but they kept stressing, these are not products. These are not future yeah. products. <laughs> these are just us having fun. 28 well, they millimeter. Had, yeah. yeah, they had some um, 
at the Gen Con years ago when they they had a couple of uh, Game of Armor combat boxes that made it into the wild at the at that Gen Con. God, that must have been like two or three years ago. But yeah, they had um, all the Game of Armored combat sculpts printed like in FDM prints. They were all like six inches tall and they were playing on a giant hex map. Looked fun. Yeah, that was nifty. Like that map, I, I wanted that map. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Give me that map. But yeah, so like I said, Battletech Command, like I said, looks like a board game. You've got lances of mechs per hex and you just walk around. And I feel like you just play like normal Battletech kind of like Alpha Strike, maybe. I don't know. To me, it feels more like like that game uh, Stratego. Yeah, just just kind of a little bit. It's definitely not just just playing BattleTech, though. It is. It, yeah, it has a fog of war element, right? Yeah, yeah. Like those those uh, the the pieces you see aren't exactly what you're using. They're just representations, and then you flip over what it actually is. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, wish we could do that on the tabletop. Technically, you can, but that's um, what do we call it? MMO Mega Mech only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what did you guys think of the 28 millimeter BattleTech? miniatures like oh they look beautiful you know gimme gimme but but they're not products so what is it ray went out uh out of his way to triple quote triple underline that these are not for these are not <laughs> tests for a future product and not to expect them to ever see retail release so this was a con exclusive perk to playing with BattleTech with six inch Giant high marauders yeah yeah because you know you're a Kerensky backer you paid five grand you deserve some <laughs> toys yeah. wow but anyways, but yeah, that was a that was a big event. That was the the news really. We also had technically last week, and we didn't throw that in there, but we had the Ironwind Metals price increase. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. How much did it go up by? All right, so I kept my tracking spreadsheet. Essentially, <laughs> well, I mean, this is what I do. Uh, Josh buys and resells Ironwind Metals. I, I do not. I do Buy not. Low, think, so like, high. <laughs> I do not have my entire life savings in. Does anybody Iron want a regiment of Panthers? <laughs> I've invested <laughs> essentially across the board, like a ten to twenty percent increase in prices, which is about what we expected. An Ironwind Metals Atlas is essentially twenty bucks, but a Catalyst plastic Atlas comes in a box with three other mechs for thirty, essentially depending on where you're buying it and if it has a discount or not. We are now seeing, in my opinion, the price shifting to hard to justify for Ironwind Metals prices. I mean, it was all, for me, it was always hard to justify. But if you drive to the factory, you can get a huge discount. But not everybody can do that. No, they can't. So It, it is going to be a lot more rare for people to to get big metal orders now that they can get most of their favorites in plastics. Yeah. But until all the mechs are in plastics, I think what's going to happen is that Ironwinds is going to find that the uh, um, the more niche mechs are going to sell a lot better. I heard this somewhere from somebody. Whenever Battletech is selling plastic, they sell more metal. So, yeah. You, you- I mean, that would make sense because if you're trying to fill out like a whole army or something, yeah. then... Yeah, There's you're no plastic get- keffer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I mean, they all yeah. still have all of the battle armor. So oh, you, you get yeah. your elementals. That's it from Catalyst. You want any kind of other power armor? You got to go to them. Like I wanted a Nodachi. There is no plastic Nodachi. How many versions of the Mad Cat are there? <laughs> <sighs> 
but we'll we'll see our next one soon in plastic. Technically, plastic, I know. Very excited. I know I will definitely have to take a second look and justify like, okay, do I need another? I don't know, mongoose gunslinger for ten dollars when I can just be just as happy with the Comstar level two box. And you get five other mechs with it. And I yes. get five other mechs. I do wonder if we'll see price increases on the plastic because shipping containers cost a lot to ship a shipping container these days too. Yeah. I mean that was that was why our her toys were delayed for so long. That's right. Because I don't want to do too much, you know, looking into the future, but I'm I'm expecting this Kickstarter to have a higher, you know, price point to get to the same oh, level. Yeah, of course. What do you think, Denim? That hurts my wallet, but yeah. <laughs> it hurts our wallet, but I think that's why they let us know so far in advance because they can be like, hey, we've got it coming. We can't give prices right now because we don't know the situation right. then. So once we commit to a cost, we'll give you the cost, and I doubt that they will increase it post, but... Yeah. Well, I, I hope that they are more realistic with their stretch goals this time. Like, I know they did some crazy ones last one because they lot. never thought they'd get to those to those levels. And they did. And, and then they're like, oh, oh, we have to deliver this. That's not that's not great. So yeah, I remember there from the fulfillment company was like, this is the largest and most complicated Kickstarter we've ever helped out with CrowdOx or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they had to rewrite a lot of their code and and redo <laughs> the whole their whole site just just for the BattleTech wow. Kickstarter. Yeah, were there any stretch goals that burned you out? You were like, you can't do that. Stop it. Or that <laughs> you just think that they didn't commit to well enough, and the final product suffered. The the dice one, of course, everyone complains about, but but they've never had any problems with dice, so that was that was an unexpected unexpected twist. Like they were very shocked to find out that that the dice was not good, but mm-hmm. um. Board game company orders dice. Yeah. Comes with one extra side. Everyone's confused. <laughs> <laughs> These dice make my brain hurt. Hexagons? No, we got heptagons. <laughs> but that's enough Battletech news. And let's talk about some hobby progress, though. Anyone Anyone done anything lately? Getting some painting done? I printed some more terrain. Um, I'm excited about terrain because of the uh the new battle mats they just released oh look news great yeah sorry yeah they just released new battle mats when Wait, like, really? while we're recording like, like today yes oh what? you're killing me yeah yep sorry i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to talk about this i just remembered are they on catalyst yes they are only on, when should i start talking about this right now just do it okay. now announcements there we go uh, just do it Yep, there we go. Yep, do it. Redemption yeah, rights. They just, uh, new battle mats just hit the store today at the Catalyst store. Uh, if if the interest is high enough, they will go to retail sellers, but for now it's Catalyst store Whoa. only. Retail sellers with neoprene? Yeah. So remember the, the original four neoprene ones had uh, two Gasland maps on one side and then some special maps on the other, like uh, Savannah or the Lunar Scape or whatever. So this time it's going to be two of the desert map pack on one side and then one of the alien worlds maps on the other side. Whoa. So you'll be able to get all of your alien worlds in neoprene and all of your desert maps on the other side. They're going to be cool. Or they are cool. I've, I've seen them. Do like the lunar-based sand strips? What? Yeah. Oh, but fungal crevice washout too. 
Why can I never find this stuff? Go to the store.catalyst and it's right there. On the front page or something? It, well, um, when you, you have to scroll down to Battletech. All right. So you go to bg.battletech.com <laughs> and then you go to the news tab, which is very hidden. I've got to admit this. Catalyst, if you're listening, you need like four things if you go to battletech.com. You don't need new to Battletech, forums, universe. No, you, you need like three. You need like news store and that's it well it needs to be spaced out a little bit more too because that white strip of letters across the top just looks like one long word you mean you're not home new to BattleTech? question mark <laughs> mall forums comma news books everyone was news books but yeah no i uh i will hmm. i can either get 1.5 atlases or i could get one battle mat alien worlds but also battle mat bfm for $160 is back on you, sale. You can use mine. I want to finish the game in a day. Well, it's for those people with the clan stars that uh, that, that move, you know, minimum 7-11-7. Give them a little maneuvering space. But you definitely have to have objectives when using that map. It can't just be a, a slugfest. Yeah. Too many too many places to hide. Yeah, I think I'll probably get the, the, alien, the lunar base one, so I can put that with my original wave two lunar one yeah yeah lunar lunar but 30 bucks for a mat's not not bad at all like no they're and they're good like we use them all the time they are nice so thank you for that news update mr denim <laughs> yeah sorry just just remembered no you're fine uh let's go back to hobby progress uh dustin what have you gotten done lately i painted a battle cobra whoa whoa but, but you didn't just paint it though you, you use techniques you use knowledge some non-metallic metals if i Oh, I did. I, I ended up how, how tapping forget, out. How do you forget that you were, you know, doing some brand new technique? Like, I'm disappointed. It it didn't. Um, it wasn't convincing. Um, but I tried it, and I will try it again. I did like, I was trying to get the sky, and then the horizon, and the dirt, and reflection, or whatever. And then I ended up throwing true metallics on top. But I'll take another stab at it at some point in the future. But it looks good. I, I really like it. Denim, what have you gotten done lately? Started printing some more terrain, but I haven't done any painting. Uh, Dustin just reminded me that I too need to work on my basing. All my basing is is one of two types, and I, I want to do more. So my hobby progress has been has been meditation and preparation, not not progress and act Aww. and action. That's okay. Josh, did you get any hobby progress for you? I got a lot of hobby progress. I'm going to put you on guys right. to shame me. <laughs> uh, I what have you been up to? Uh, I assembled an Avatar, a Sunder, a, the Tomahawk 2 that I got a. from Last Southern Assault. Yeah. And told myself I would never assemble because that's way too many pieces <laughs> for way too big of a mech. I think it's 16. Is yeah, it 16, 16 pieces? It's 16. Yeah. It's, I remember my Tomahawk. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> foot, lower leg, upper leg torso torso guns yeah to right and left torso gun top of <laughs> mech uh what would it be shoulder to elbow and then gun for each arm and i'm like yeah. why why who who made this <laughs> yeah when you said you assembled your avatar the first thing that popped into my head was i have an unassembled avatar as well in the garage because it's the connects one mm-hmm. and that's got that's got a lot more than 16 pieces i should pull that out and make my kids rebuild those but yeah these are the oh did i say chameleon i finally no you didn't yeah assemble the chameleon you gave me denim nice my training mech is now legal i cannot wait to see that one painted yeah the avatar and the sunder 
I'm I'm not a super big fan of these sculpts. They were free, so I'm I'm not gonna complain too much. About <laughs> gift horse mouth, you know. But man, we really need to move the timeline up so I can get some plastic insert omnis. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I've got those. I now have to decide who to paint them as, but that's fine. Uh, I also got some Maelstrom's Edge plastic models assembled. Well, I should say half assembled because. You know, you don't realize, but you get spoiled working on plastic Games Workshop models for so long. Then you go to like another third party company that does plastic minis and you're like, okay, where's my instruction booklet? Right. Hold my (laughs) hand, please. (laughs) And the options are great. Like they look great. It's just, okay, not everything's meant to like 100% fit with stuff. So yeah. And you're kind of pretty much, I remember back in the old days anyway, the, the instructions was to go find the, the technical readout that the mech was in and look at the picture because it was always the model was always based on that picture and it's so hard to <laughs> to figure out on some of those pictures where these pieces go. But I have all of my battle tech assembled. So now all of my battle tech stuff can be primed. And I love not having bare plastic or metal mechs. But Someday I'll know what that feels like. <laughs> not this year. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's my hobby progress. A lot, nice. a lot of assembly because I'm trying to get more space on the actual painting desk back. I glued a hovercraft to a base. That took a Ooh. lot. Like that, like it's not a lot of work, but it takes <laughs> a lot mentally. And Justin knows that I'm not one mm. to put vehicles on hexes. <laughs> I well, yeah, I was going to say my problem with putting vehicles on hexes are the fact that you can have two vehicles and a mech in the same hex. So if I have a vehicle on a hex, it, it gets very awkward when I'm trying to squish things in. Yeah, so that that took a lot. Like, I'm not even proud of it. <laughs> but all of my rest of my vehicles can go on the uh, Death Ray Designs hexes that I got. So nice. Yeah, what is it? I have the Battlefield Mud ones, which I'm going to put all of my Comstar vehicles on. And then I've got the Phobos nice. Wasteland, which I'm going to put all of my diamond shark battle armor because i've got a lot of a lot of weird v tall battle armors for them that need to go on <laughs> weird nexus but uh, yeah like i said i really like the death ray design pre-done ones so nice. what are you gonna do so yep. but uh yeah so that's that's all my hobby progress games played oh my goodness do i have games played <clears throat> me too you played a lot of oh games my God. yeah i even played a game i've played I- a lot of battle tech lately I think I have more games than than both of you combined. I'm sure you played more in one day than I have in the past <laughs> month. <laughs> Two of these are against me, sir. Yep, that is true. I, I had another intro game. I tried a slightly different style this time. I brought two lances and let the new guy pick two mechs. I said, pick two mechs. And then I picked two mechs that were in a similar weight weight class, the same weight class. And then we threw them on the map and played the game. The old intro tech 2v2 Solaris style. Had a good time. I think I hooked another battle tech player. So they thought the game was dead. They're like, oh my God, people play this game. And I'm like, boy, do they? We have a community here. Welcome. (laughs) Dead. Oh my gosh. What are you talking about? It's still alive. So yeah. (laughs) We we just took it off life support. We got a whole (laughs) second win. That's right. So it's good. All right. What about you, Denim? Oh man, I played so much BattleTech since last time. Because normally I do my every other Tuesdays. I play BattleTech. I, I had some uh, some people saying that that they wanted to catch up on some missions that we hadn't done. 
So I made a special weekend appearance and I was there at the store from open until close on Saturday. Woo. And that was a long time. How uh, many took, coffees? Oh, it was several, like lots, lots <laughs> of coffees. We played uh, quite a few mission games, but we also did blind box draft that I had been talking about a few times that I wanted to try. How did that and go? I've, I've done three of those now and every single time it is amazing. Do you adjust ba- do you adjust pilot skills to kind of even out the battle value? I was going to go over that. What I do Oh, good, do it, do it. Yeah. So I've got, I've got my laptop with me when I do these. The trick is is to not let them touch the like the, these these salvage boxes are set aside just for this just for this um like I open up a fresh case. People have come to me and, and they said, "Oh, I just want to buy a salvage box from you." And I'm like, "That I, I'm not the store. I don't do that. Like these are for <laughs> this. You buy these for me for the blind box tournament game. You're not allowed to touch them. So they open ah. up the case. You look. You point at the one you want. I hand it to you, and then you go open it up. So nobody's allowed to shake them or weigh them or ah. or anything like that. So then once everybody opens them, then they tell me what mech it is. And I've got my laptop there. So I open up mega mech and I'll, I'll look through and go through the, the different variants of the mech. I find that uh, between 2,400 and 2,500 BV is the sweet spot for almost every mech. Like I can find, I can massage a mech with its variant in the pilot and gunnery to get them all right there, you know, within like a hundred BV of each other. Wow. And it works super, super well. I think the only time I had, I think the only time I had to cheat a little bit was when somebody had a a king crab, a warhammer two C, and a Jenner. Oh mm. God! And, and I tried, and One I tried, and I tried. <laughs> what I ended up doing though was was just like cheating a little and making it on paper a Jenner two C, and then a Jenner two C with a with a one two gunner pilot Ooh. brought it right in there <laughs> at at uh, 24 wow 2480 something bv and so it was right in line with all the other mechs and it it was fantastic like it it was doing really really well now if anybody hit it i think wow. if anyone hit it twice it was just gone but it was you know it was getting a, a plus five plus six modifier jumping into woods because it was you know it's a nine nine fourteen <laughs> nine mech it was a great time. All three of these games that I've played, everyone has had a fantastic time and they just want to do it again. And the only reason why we stopped doing it is because the store ran out of salvage boxes. But uh, the store I play at just got 11 more cases. So Ooh. it's back on the menu. 11 oh, more crates of drugs. That's right. 11 more cases of nine salvage boxes each. But they go fast. I'm going to do the was, math real quick. That's almost 100. but uh no that's great so if i remember correctly because i wasn't doing that i was just playing regular battletech Mm -hmm. it is the winner gets the first pick of the lot win yes because you're doing like free for alls like right it's free for all and i and i limit it to four you can only we can only have four players i like to have exactly four but you're right the the player who who is the last mech standing gets the pick of one of those four mechs that he gets that he or she gets to walk home with and then second place gets second choice third place gets third choice fourth place gets whatever's left hmm. but so far in all of these i have never seen anyone upset at the mech that they ended up with everyone has been has been super happy with it that's great no that's awesome for our second game, I gave you your introductory course on Alpha Strike because not only do we have the Nova Open that we're going to, well, 
where we'll be playing 200 PV games. We all have Southern Assault 2 coming up. All right. Monday, Monday, Monday. Um, but yeah, so I gave you your first true like big game. Definitely the biggest Alpha Strike. Because I have played the starter, um, the intro rules once before. And like we've already discussed, the intro rules are outdated. They they leave a lot to be desired. They don't give a full representation of the game. So this is yeah. my first game using the actual rulebook, uh, the Alpha Strike Commander's Edition rulebook. It was interesting. I had to think about it for a long time afterwards before I decided <laughs> that, that I had fun. <laughs> um, it, it, it's, it is so, it looks so much like Battletech, but when you get down into it, it's so much isn't. And then it turns out that that's okay. It is, that it's, it's that a, it's okay it's totally to not be Battletech. Animal. I could bring two or three lances and still be done in under three hours. Oh yeah. Which is amazing. Like that's the, the battlefields look so amazing. It makes up for the fact that, um, you know, the rifleman can't flip arms or uh, none of my mechs ever fall down. Just wait. There's, there's things we'll talk about where it can do that. But yeah, no, it was, it was great. I would like to point out that there was a point in our game in our introductory game where you thought you had completely lost and wanted to sh- shake hands three or four turns in. I looked at this and I'm like, okay, I've lost. And the only thing that stopped me from saying, you know, Josh, let's call it was that this was my first introductory game. And so I'm like, you know what? Let's just let's just see how this plays out. I want to I want to play this all the way through, see what other what other uh, nifty things I can pick up from this, any notes that I can get. And then everything turned around. It was um it was amazing. So what was your uh, your high point and your low point in your first true game? I would say the low point was having my catapult get two motives and overheating as well. It went from a viable mech to a turret that couldn't hit anything pretty fast. Luckily, it was close enough to the middle objective point that it was still at least a threat um, that it had to be dealt with. So that was the only bonus on that. I'd say the high point was my Warhammer shooting from across the map at your archer and just, just doing some good damage on that. So yeah, if, if anyone wants to play me at Nova, you know, sign on up. Let's go. Bring it. Let's do some uh, some quick mail. So we've got Jared. Jared writes, hey guys, I know there was a lot of information to go over, but I didn't hear mention of some of the news in the very last paragraph. It said, keep an eye out for future announcements of source books such as the Brush Wars PDF series, Mech Commander's Handbook, and Ill Clan Eyes Only, and other Battletech tabletop game experiences such as Battletech Command resurgent empires a succession works game and more we have nothing but titles to work with but i was curious to hear your crew's thoughts on this especially the mention of new game experiences battletech command and resurgent empires both sound like strategic level games i'm with denim on wanting to experience the battletech universe on that level p.s i'm very sad i don't live near denim because i would play battle force with them oh hey josh you promised to ship me out so that's true let's get some packing peanuts drop ships moving boys throw them in <laughs> Um, but no, thanks for writing in, Jared. You're right. We did not go over that because we all knew Kerensky Khan was coming and I had hoped to see more of these. And rather than spend 30 minutes speculating, just get some quick pictures and possibly more stuff to talk about. But alas, all we saw was Battletech Command, which still looks great. But not, I'm not wanting to, you know, grasp at straws too much. Exactly. Like the best we could have done is just read them all out loud 
and everything we know about it is everything you guys know about it. So, so until we get some news, you know, we were running out of time already. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's take a quick break, see what's happening in the mech stores, and then we're going to quirk it. Quirk it real good. Fortress Miniatures and Games has the new line of Ottoman Terrain, so if you aren't set on being pop-up terrain people when the new Alpha Strike box comes out, you can go full 3D with the Ottoman Mall, Garage, and School, and then customize it with all the greebles you can glue on them. And if you and your Merc company are going on campaign... Ares Games and Miniatures has all the new Hardware Studios dropships to take you there, along with a full restock of Stratos minis, Deathrays designs, tanks and vehicles, which go great as stand-ins for battlefield support or regular units. Do you have what it takes to be a gunslinger? The Second Star League is holding trials for the coolest duelist and the baller brawlers as we take the fight to the clan homeworlds. Volunteers for the new Gunslinger program are guaranteed full medical and therapy coverage upon acceptance. Don't have your own mech or just a shell from the Succession Wars? Don't worry, our techs will be sure to fill you up with the best new tech around. All you have to do is beat your way through our 10 Drill Sergeant pilots in one-on-one fights, and then you're ready to take on the entire clan army. So if you think you've got the reactor, sign up today to be a Gunslinger. So you want each chassis to be unique and flavorful, but independent of the weapons and tech. So someone, somewhere, somehow decided to slap these things called design quirks onto onto their mechs. But what are design quirks? Denim, when I say the word design quirk, what pops in your head? I definitely think about things that make the chassis and battle tech unique. Because if you're designing a mech, you can make all your mechs can be basically identical, and this is what sets them apart uh, on a basic level. What about you, Dustin? It's an extra layer of flavor on top of um, a chassis. You get extra layers of flavor with different variants, but a quirk kind of ties the whole chassis back together for me. It's kind of the way that I think about quirks. When, when I hear them, I hear plus 13 points to structure, plus <laughs> six degrees arm twist. But that's just, you know, my increased torso to a speed. <laughs> uh, but that's because, you know, what, how, ballistic how long did you play MechWarrior online? That's. Uh, but no, we're talking about classic, Babel, classic and Alpha Strike quirks because quirks apply to both game systems. Oh, do they? They do. Just like the. Uh, Learn something every day. Yeah, I was going to say just like the special pilot abilities, but. All right. To quote, quirks are intended to increase the depth of gameplay, providing rules for otherwise unsupported features mentioned in game fiction. They come in both positive and negative flavors. Yeah, no, I think that pretty much describes it. I didn't know that it was tied to game fiction, but that does make sense. Really? Oh, that's right. You didn't read a lot of the books or anything, did you? Not until recently, no. So for, yeah, for those of us who used to play back in the old days... Mm -hmm. That was that was the big thing is that we would read books and they would mention this and you'd see like a, a you know the, the sixteen mechs that we had uh, they had very distinct art and and the quirks were a way to to tie that art into the fiction of the universe and really fluff it out like it it really felt it, it felt like it fit like it needed to mm-hmm. be there. So back when there weren't enough mechs, there was an extra layer of flavor that 
Well, I guess it wasn't quirks weren't around back then, right? No, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying is that we didn't have quirks, but but it was added for that for that extra fluff. When we started, there were 16 mechs, so we had to design all all the mechs you know that we wanted to play with. So mech design was a huge part of the game. And then as they added extra technical readouts and things, people are like, well, you know, this mech is virtually the same as this mech, but look at that. It should have blah, blah, this. It should have blah, blah, that. And enough of the um, the developers are like, yeah, you're right. So let's let's add this fluff in there and actually make that stuff matter. So quirks are fluffy. I would argue they're not fluffy enough, but I'll get to that. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. But uh, so let's let's go to the next one. Uh, do they completely change mechs? Like if you had never played with quirks before, and now you're wanting to kind of <laughs> zhuzh up your your <laughs> standard. Okay, I only play with the mechs that came in the game of Armor Combat, and now I want to like run the exact same mechs for the next year, and now play with quirks. Do they completely change them? I don't feel that they do. No. What? Oh. I don't. Yes, I feel like they do. Really? really? Some of them hugely. Others, of course, not so much, but some completely. And I'll talk about, you know, I picked one specifically to talk about in depth because of this. Yeah. The most the most changiest of changey ones. I, I feel that, that what they do is they add they add flavor to to the mechs that I've already known and played. And, and it adds flavor that just makes sense. Ah, see, I, it totally turns them into different beast to me. Well, good. I look forward to talking yep. to you about this. All right. I, I wanted to put this here, and I was like, "What are quirks not actually?" So we've we've said they're essentially fiction nudging, mm-hmm. you know, flavor. Uh, they are not ways to fix mechs or buff mechs for the gameplay, at least in my opinion. Reading through the list, it may seem like they are buffs or or nerfs. But that is not their intent, and that is not by like that. That is not what they're designed for. I agree with that. They don't make an, an, a huge difference, but they do make a difference. Um, some some I would consider hamstraining, and others a little buffy. But they're not meant to balance. Like they're not meant to take an overpowered mech and and no, nerf no. it, or or take a take a, a mech that doesn't perform as well. In fact, a lot of times they take the mech that doesn't perform as well. And and it makes it perform even worse. Yes, <laughs> but, indeed. <laughs> but but in a in a historically accurate, flavorful way, in my opinion, which takes me back to the to the whole tournament things. Like they are they are not listed as battle value modifiers. They're they're not. Um, that would be a nightmare. It, they don't they don't balance anything at all. It's it's not designed for that. These are definitely ways to like enhance your campaign that is kind of stale. That if you were stuck in intro tech, I would throw quirks in because then you would have like there are quirks to adjust resale value and buying value. So like just things like that can completely change how you run a campaign. Parts repairs, little things like that. One hundred percent, I could not agree with you more. This the the whole quirk system is not meant for tournament play. Right. Definitely meant for people running a, a, a serious, like role playing um, centric campaign, for sure. Like this yeah. is this is definitely stuff that that really gets into the nitty gritty flavor of the universe, as told by the authors who wrote who wrote the books in in the eighties and nineties. Uh, you know, they put their own 
spin on mechs because of how the pictures looked in the technical readouts and all the fluff that they wrote in the technical readouts. This is where all that comes into play. And it just adds so much more depth to a game of Battletech that, that I think I think it needed. And I would be sad if if no one ever used quirks. Uh, especially if you're doing the, you know, Dungeons and Dragons style GM versus exactly. players. Yeah, excellent. And we're wandering a little bit into uh, what kind of games you would prefer to play with them, I guess. Definitely not, you know, organized competitive pickup games. Like I'm never going to like go play a brand new player and say, oh, no, mine has a uh, rugged or mine right. has, you know, cow. You, you do. I have three more points of head armor from that angle. This is not something you want to surprise your opponent with, but it is in the Battle Mech Manual. So yeah. if everybody agrees, hey, we're going to play with quirks this time, you know, I'm I'm all for it. I would yeah. I would say, okay, you know, let get, me let me pull out my mechs, find out what quirks they have, and and you know, let's let's play with quirky those. with it. Yeah, I I have no problems with a pickup game. I I don't think I would ever want to play in a tournament with these. No, at all. Not 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 at all. We mentioned that. How many times have we actually played with quirks? Like, I, I'd want the honest answer. Only in an RPG setting, and the last time, the last time was over fifteen years ago. Oh wow! So it was a little bit after they came out. Yeah, yeah. I've played quite a bit. I played some against the bot, some ATB on Mega Mech, and I turned quirks on for that, and Whoa. that's where the majority of my experience yeah. with quirks comes from. All right. See, I wasn't even counting that. You're right. I have I have recently, within the last two years, played with quirks on MMO, but on Mega Mech. But yeah. because it's Mega Mech, I don't think about it in the same way. That the last okay. time I seriously played with quirks was in my role playing campaign. But to be honest, I do think about quirks a lot, especially when designing a lance. I'm like, well, if we ever do this with quirks, you know, <laughs> I like this, and and this is really cool, and and this mech could, you know, like. like this this will really hamper that one. Mm. So yeah, playing with quirks in in Mega Mech just just to see how a battle went is different for me. Just because I don't I don't know it, if it's not a part of a role playing campaign, it doesn't mean as much to me. <laughs> no, I mean that that's perfectly fine. I haven't played with them mainly because mechs that I choose just don't really have ones that would affect my day to day games like. They either have ones that experimental, <laughs> yeah, Ex- <laughs> sort of experimental mechs, <laughs> prototype obsolete, prototype obsolete, difficult to maintain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, th- those are like, oh, what are the mechs Josh likes to play with? The ones that have quirks that mean he can't play with it. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, especially in a campaign. Yeah, so that that is my biggest. I don't want to say I'm against quirks. I'm just want to put it out there that if you play with quirks, it's going to change how you play and what you play with. Mm-hmm. And like you said, a lot of them have no effect on on like a pickup game at all. Like trailer hitch. Zero. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> trailer <hitch>. searchlight. <laughs> a lot of these quirks. Actually, it's funny that you say searchlight because anytime I play Mega Mech and I start taking torso hits, it's like, oh, you blew up your searchlight. Like, <laughs> No, no, oh, that's, that's a 12th searchlight we've lost this week. <laughs> um, and everyone's like, what are they talking about? And it's, it's because of quirks, because of quirks, a lot of quirks are turned thing. on. Yeah. Are turned on by default in Mega Mech, which is why I don't count it because I'm not, I'm not thinking about it. But, um, but yeah, so if you're, if you're not playing 
a campaign, a role playing based campaign, a lot of these quirks, like there, there's no real point in even bringing them up. But, <laughs> but, but since but BattleTech is so much about campaigns and, and stuff like that, they included it in the BattleMech manual. They included them in there. So they're available to everyone. Mm-hmm. But I do want to put it out there that it is both possible to play with these in Alpha Strike and classic BattleTech. So I encourage everyone to at least try a full game with quirks on them. See how you like them. See how it changes it up. Just like get with your playgroup and say, hey, can, let's have a quirk day and just take some weird mechs that have quirks and see how they say work. That, yeah, Josh, because I, I was thinking after, I pl- after we played our Alpha Strike game, I was actually thinking, how could I... How could I use this in one of my campaigns to get bigger battles done faster so so you know the players can not only have their individual glory with the with the small unit tactics but also be part of a larger battle and I think I think Alpha Strike introducing Alpha Strike to the campaign might be the way to go and in which case yeah the quirks still quirks work on. <laughs> yeah. what's another layer <laughs> You said, okay, here's the other thing that I was thinking about, and you're going to love this, Josh. You're going to hate it. Josh is going to hate this. <laughs> I was thinking about trying to introduce quirks into the missions campaigns. If you've got just your one mech, I think quirks are, if they affect the gameplay part. Difficult to maintain, yeah. prototype, obsolete. <laughs> well, that's just it. Is, it. is it you do have to pay for repairs, and that, that stuff would matter a little bit. It would. It, it would matter not a whole lot, but just a little bit. But that's the problem, though, is that is that who is keeping track of all this? Me, and that's that's <laughs> what I don't want. <laughs> Me, <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that the DM not wanting to have to keep track of all of this. Like, okay, who's if, got EM interference? Who's got you know? Everyone was honest, and they they kept track of it as well. And and when I did something, and they did something in the in the mission to say, hey, hey, this this isn't going to work for me because I fired this weapon, and now that means my ECM doesn't work for the next turn. I I need a group that that is much better with the core rules before we start introducing Aww. these sort of things. Else, the games are going to take eight to ten hours. No, I I, I agree. Um. I, I have to caveat because you've mentioned it. I would rather see design quirks in a game than special pilot abilities. I think they go hand in hand in a lot of ways. Yes. Okay. So I need to, if I'm going X far, I'm going to, I'm going to want to hit design quirks. And then like one step later, it's special pilot abilities. Like there, do you think like, cause this is, this is my mission series is still a work in progress. Do you think that I should roll back SPAs and introduce quirks first? I would just say do both. If you're going to do one, you might as well do the other. Because one, you're talking about the your pilot, which is a whole separate. You can customize it that way. And on another side, you can you have design quirks. And oh, well, rather than being in the simulators and working on his piloting skill, he was down in the mech bay working on his large laser. And now it's an inaccurate weapon because he rolled bad that morning. Yeah, because being that the quirks are in the battle mech manual, it would be very easy to to introduce those because it, I wouldn't have to tell people to buy a different book. Yep, like like this, the special pilot abilities you have to get campaign operations, or I think Alpha Strike Command Commander's Edition has them as well. But yeah, so it's a whole nother book that people would have to get. Ooh, now I'm now I'm thinking about things. <laughs> no, I mean. People on our Discord wanted us to talk about quirks, and I've spent two weeks thinking. Okay, 
I haven't played with quirks and why are, haven't I played with quirks? And I was like, okay, because people want to go with SP, SPA, special pilot abilities before design quirks. I was like, why is that? You have to think about it a little bit. That, that's a good question. I, I don't know why I didn't introduce them both at the same time in missions, except for I've played with them before. So I knew it was going to slow things down a little. Mm. And maybe I'm just afraid of that. I mean, everything slows it down. <laughs> it does everything everything but spas are, are like all positives there aren't any negative spas mm-hmm. uh, but then again when, when we talked about this with the discord people wanted to talk uh, us to talk about quirks and i think special pilot abilities is going to be a different podcast so yeah there's like i said there's the fix your mech then there's the fix your pilot yeah mm-hmm. your I, I love the idea of of a chassis acting in a certain way i just love that idea flavor yep i love that a that a you know that a gender can't torso twist because it doesn't have a torso i just love that correction it doesn't have a hip (laughs) it's super inconvenient when you're playing the game Mm -hmm. especially if you forget about it and the dm's like uh you can't you can't torso twist there but i love the flavor that it brings because it matches the picture or it matches the fluff in the tro and like i said dustin remember like that's that's how we got new mechs when i was when i was learning how to play battletech you know, we didn't we didn't see them online. We we bought the new TRO and we read the book, and so we got all that fluff. Like a lot of people now don't read the fluff at all, and that bothers me a little. Bro, there's fluff to this. I thought this was a board game. <laughs> there's so much fluff, so fluffy, very fluffy. I know I'm starting to sound a little bit like Dustin talking about how how the game makes me feel, but uh, Dustin may actually be onto something because because there is a lot of feeling. So we mentioned, you know, some mechs like the Jenner doesn't have torso to us. So what are some mechs that are completely crippled by design quirks? <laughs> In so. my opinion, none. None of them. Who who put the Vindicator down here? I, I did because... <laughs> are you thinking of the Javelin? Because the Javelin's overbalanced. Well, I had to go look up the Vindicator because I love the Vindicator. <laughs> I'm like, why doesn't my boy have torso twists? He looks like he could. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not <laughs> he's only a, he's a bipedal humanoid uh, mech, but I guess his waist doesn't exist. Kind of. Not just <laughs> no torso twists, but difficult ejection because uh-huh. if you get hit, <laughs> there's a chance of taking more more damage on the way out. I hear there's a pill for that. Oh, does have rugged though? It does have rugged? One point of rugged. We'll get into what are these, 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 not all of them. Like, obviously there's so many, there are so many of them. You know, I recommend you pick up your battle mech manual and you read through them, see what you like, see what you don't better yet. See what your, your, your favorite mech is, has, um, and start thinking about that. Cause I think that's what we should do. I think we should go over a couple mechs and what their design quirks are and, uh, and talk about, talk about our few of our favorites or least favorites or least favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we all picked like three, two or three, four quirks. We wanted to talk about and how they made us feel and why I think they should be in the game, the mechs that use them, how it can like improve something. So we're just going to go down the list alphabetically. Uh, Denim, you've got which one first? You've got... You wanted us to pick our favorite ones. I I don't know if I have I, I favorite wouldn't, ones. I wouldn't say favorite. I would just say interesting. Ones that stick to you. Oh, yeah. This this isn't interesting. This is just overpowered. I started picking uh, for the positive ones a couple that were super overpowered. Battle Computer 
gives the side that has the battle computer, like the Cyclops. Cyclops uh-huh. has a battle computer in it. And if your pilot is conscious in that, then you get a plus two to your initiative roll. And as Ooh. we know, initiative wins games. Plus two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're playing against Josh and you have plus two, there is no way he will ever, oh, ever get initiative. It's true. It hurts. It hurts so bad. <laughs> I do like the battle computer. There are other ones like the command mech is also pretty similar, but it only gives you a plus one to initiative. But that's also what uh, a two. the difference between a two and a five for cost Mm. Um, did we talk about costs? Like we said, we were, they weren't they weren't based on battle value. Yeah, there so, is a little bit of a balancing system. Yeah, it, it it is, but it's a fake balancing system, in my opinion. Like you have a cost, you have a, a it's real positive it cost. <laughs> yeah, you have a positive cost for positive quirks and negative cost for negative quirks. Uh, the existing mechs, they, I don't think they looked at cost at all. They weren't trying to balance them. They just threw them on there. Canon right. mechs do not have a have to equal positive to negative. Correct. But if you're designing your own mech, they suggest, they never say you have to. They say they highly suggest you take the same number of negative design quirks as you do positive, just so that, you know, you know, you don't make the Uber mech. But there's no one stopping you from doing it. You can I put twelve searchlights on my mech, and nothing's going to stop me. <laughs> right, but but to keep but to, but but to keep things more interesting, it's better if you if when designing your own chassis, your own brand new chassis, that you try to balance out positive quirks with negative quirks, you and know. a trailer hitch. <laughs> but it doesn't. Yeah, it like it, it's super not about about balance at this point. Uh-huh. It, it's not. But um, but I agree. Like you should not just have positive quirks on 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 your custom design mechs. You should not. Right. So battle computer adds plus two to initiative. That's pretty overpowered. That costs five. Yeah, that costs five points. Command mech costs two points. So uh, two points would give you a plus one to initiative. Five points gives you a plus two to your initiative. They do not stack. So if you have a battle computer in a command mech, it is not mm. a plus three. Does not stack. But I can definitely at least see like okay i'm picking a mech for our four versus one campaign dm game you know D style essentially i need to bring something to the table oh instead of just bringing you know another ac20 to the ac20 party i'm the command <laughs> mech i'm the guy who gives everyone a chance to move you know after the enemy does that completely changes the way you're playing. It makes the mech itself feel like much more useful. And like, there's a whole like team synergy if you're playing it that way. I like team synergy a lot. And I feel like you get more team synergy with quirks. Yeah. Cause you know, I like options and these both give and take away options, which is, it's fine. It's a, it's another piece of the puzzle and I love puzzles. All right, Josh, well, you're next. If we're yeah. going down the list. I figured if you're doing the battle computer, I have to do the combat computer. Another computer. (laughs) The other computer. Yeah, but this is a very different computer. Quote, an advanced combat computer can manage heat levels more efficiently than standard computers. (laughs) The total heat generated by the unit each turn is reduced by four to a minimum of zero. And And if you're doing Alpha Strike... You get a free reduce overheat by one point each Ooh. turn, which I know that you wish your catapult had that in our intro game. My catapult, my shadow hawk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anti mech attacks with heat. So good. <laughs> I I Yeah, no, that's just four four heat sinks. Like 
Which, when you've got single heat sinks <laughs> and a stalker, it, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Just like the battle computer, like a plus two initiative, a minus four heat. It's a big deal in in the early mechs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the stalker is the big one that leapt out to me. I'm like, okay, he he's good on heat, but he's not great. Like, he, if he if he wants to open up with all the medium lasers and the SRM sixes, he's generating a lot of heat. Well, the whole you know, combat computer just says you can shoot an SRM six for free, but it's also super simple. There's no synergy. Like, it, you you get exactly what you see. Yeah, and that's three points. I don't know what their calculations are. I know somebody somebody balanced all this in their head at one point. I don't know how well it holds up. And to be more importantly, I don't care. Like if I'm playing Quirks, I'm not worried. Oh, is this too overpowered? I don't care. I'm just there to have fun at that point. I have to agree. Because uh, Dustin likes the weirder stuff. Let's switch back to you, Denim. You want to talk to us about exposed weapon linkage? So n- not only are some of these very positive, like the battle computer and the combat computer, but sometimes it's negative. Like this next one that I wanted to highlight was the, uh, the Legion air mech is just a giant rack five on legs. <laughs> and one of its quirks is it has an exposed weapon linkage. So if you look at the, uh, the picture in the book, you see that, that big arcing, um, uh, the, the ammo feed that goes into this, this giant rack five. Well, apparently, you know, you might be able to shoot that. So an exposed we- weapon linkage, which is minus two points, it um, if you get hit on the location that that weapon is contained in, you have to roll the 2d6. And on a 10+, plus, that weapon is unable to fire for the remainder of the game. Oh, man. So, you know, it basically shot your ammo feed, and now what are you going to do? At least it's not like a little ammo explosion. That would be... Well, there are other ones that, that <laughs> have that, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It, what, well, but yeah. wait, it gets worse. Yeah, <laughs> there, that there, first level of worse. Yeah, there there are there are ones that if you hit it and you roll a, on a ten plus, it stops working, and on a twelve, it actually like detonates the ammo that's in your that's in the chamber. I forget exactly ah. which one that is, but that's that's not the uh, the exposed linkage. Um, but yeah, there's there's all kinds of all kinds of bad stuff that can happen. Exposed weapon linkage. Um, not not fun if uh if you get hit in that torso like a bunch of ac uh, a bunch of srms or or an uh, lb10x that can ruin your day especially if you're a legionnaire with only one weapon anyway hope you ain't playing with force withdrawal kids yeah oh yeah so go back to me uh i chose hyper extending actuators and there's like three mechs that really come to mind the dervish with its weird you know false elbows yeah. the marauder with its weird lanky it's got it's got drain pipe elbows <laughs> drain pipe <laughs> elbows and yours the uh no dachi denim my, my guy my mech just likes to stretch really well before before combat so that's why he can do it <laughs> it's very flexible so hyperextending actuators allow a mech to flip its arms into the rear arc even with lower arm and or hand actuators, which would normally Ooh. prohibit this action. An alpha strike may make an attack of a third of its standard value, rounding down into the rear arc. So does that mean that the Nodachi can use his hatchet on someone in his rear arc? Technically, yes. If playing with design quirks, then, you know, all rules are... <laughs> well, I guess he's only got weapons on his left arm, so so it's the same thing. So, okay... A mech can only torso twist once. Yes. 
per, per turn. So if mm-hmm. I torso twist to the left and fire my left arm behind me in a regular mech, mm-hmm. I can't then torso twist to the right and use my hatchet You're on a mech directly behind me. You're arm twisting. Well, no, that's just it. Is it normal? Like I'm saying in a normal, in a normal mech that does would, not have hard I would argue actually. that that's not a torso twist, so you can twist your arms. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you were in yeah, the front, no, you could just flip its arms. What I'm saying is arm. that with hyperextending actuators, I could do this. Yes. Ah. Don't but without me. them, I could not. Yeah, it's, it's like I say, like in in if I was playing a role playing game, I would one hundred percent allow my players to to do that one hundred percent because Break cool the factor. The elbow, and now it's ninety degrees the other direction, folks. Super flexible, but uh, I mean, but I like to see my players exceed or fail in brilliant ways. That's what I like. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's just silly. Like this one's just silly. <laughs> <laughs> It's not it's not arm twisting, it's not or it's not arm flipping, it's arm twisting. Like but in the direction no one it wants arms to twist. Yeah. Yeah, it would look very disturbing. All right. That's enough of me and Denim just, you know, joking around. What what you got, Dustin? Uh so I picked the Timberwolf and it has improved targeting in the medium range bracket. Um improved targeting, uh, you can take it up to 3 times once per range bracket and you get one positive point for every time you do that. So you can't stack them all up into the same bracket, but you can give your mech minus one at short, medium and long range. Um, but yeah, thanks. I hate so, it. Uh, yeah. The, and, and I picked this one because the Timberwolf is an iconic 75 ton clan beast, but in the lore, it's just oppressive. And this kind of helps it even yeah, more. Be oppressive. Like, yeah. that <laughs> oppressive <laughs> brawler. <laughs> The Timberwolf A has two ERPPCs and three medium pulse lasers. Hey, Inner Sphere Scum, you're you're talking a lot of smack for somebody within twelve hexes. <laughs> this comes by default on on a Timberwolf chassis. Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> it's so vicious. It kind of makes uh, Aiden Pride's little last stand makes a lot more sense if everyone yeah. is at medium range. That's right. So um, yeah, it's got that speed. It's it's girthy. Now it slaps around in the medium range bracket, uh, which is a easily obtained. Oh, very in the clan machines, uh, and this one comes in cheap. It's just one, one positive point because it only has the minus one in medium range. So um, only, only yeah. that's so that. that's so powerful, so powerful, oh, super I, powerful. No, I, I agree. Yeah. So you're talking about the the timber wolf in medium. I know the dire wolf has it in long. And it does. Oh, the, the, the dire wolf and the Masakari yeah. with those four oh. ERA PPCs and a targeting computer and Ooh. a minus one at long range. Yeah. Yeah. Or the C with large pulse lasers. Can you wow. imagine? Minus three. Yeah, I wow. can't imagine. <laughs> it's not, not pretty. So yeah. yeah so, so I don't like this one. <laughs> You know, um, if I was like a GM, you'd throw, you know, it's it's thirty fifty. The clans are invading. Your your, your battle computer's going. Is it a mad cat? Is it a timber? Oh, you're, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, it doesn't pal. matter. You're dead. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I just like it. It leans into the fluff here. Yeah, and I like that. Yep. And another broken one, in my opinion, <laughs> is the narrow slash low profile ability. Yeah. Um, that is on mechs like the Dasher, like the Adder, uh, like the Cauldron Born. That's a bigger one with it because it's so narrow. You know, any of the like the Vulture, any of those that have that that helicopter ish like appearance, 
the urban mech, the urban mech even has it. What it does is that if the margin of success for a weapon attack made against it is a zero or one. So, you know, if I need, if I need an eight to hit it and I hit it with an eight or a nine, that automatically makes it a glancing blow. And what that does is it only inflicts half the normal damage. So if you get hit with a, with an AC 10, but you hit it exactly or by one, then it's only five points of damage. And it stacks if you're using the tactical operations glancing blow uh, rules, which are the really? same thing. So then you'd only do a quarter of it. You do, uh-huh. do three three points of damage. Uh, it has no effect versus um, physical attacks, falls, or streak. Streak missiles are still going to do full damage because oh. they're, they're locked on. They're locked on, baby. Right. But um, it's an overpowered, broken like it may. It actually makes the urban mech last so much longer, <laughs> so much longer. This trash cans never dying. <laughs> yeah, I I do like it. I like playing around with that one. That is one that that uh, I used the last time I played. Uh, I played with them in in Mega Mech. So because I had an adder running around, uh, couldn't torso twist, but uh, but but it also only took half damage from. Just about everything um, from just about everything. Yeah. I still like that more than, you know, <laughs> medium. Oh, target, I, I think that one. Yeah. It, it's yeah. It, it's hard to, to, these are all feelings things. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I feel, like, I feel like narrow low profile is probably nastier. Uh, then the what, one is, thro- is the throwing damage. The other one's the receiving damage. Yeah. Like, right. The last thing I need, though, is something with improved targeting and narrow low pro- profile. It's like, I can hit you better. You hit me worse. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dustin, what you got next? Well, we were talking about my Vindicator. So I picked not the Vindicator, the Locust, because I've actually played with a Locust with this quirk, and that is no torso twist. Some mechs designs lack the flexibility to twist at the waist. That would be the air vindicator or don't possess a waist to twist. That would be the, the older version of the locust. The new one kind of has like, it looks like it can torso twist the new plastic sculpt. But anyways, a mech with this quirk cannot torso twist. I hate this quirk so much. <laughs> it it doesn't seem like it would be that big a deal. Cause I remember the first time I played with one, I'm like, eh, torso twist, whatever. Like that's, that's not that big a deal. It is, it is a big deal. It is a huge deal. Such a huge deal. It, this, this cripples the mech. Um, yeah. Especially for a locust. Like you can't circle strafe. Like you, yeah. you can't, yeah. you and, can't do it. It's hard. Now the locust can flip its arms and shoot into the rear arc, but it's still, turns it from something that can circle strafe into like you do not want anything in the rear arc of of a locust either no of course (laughs) but yeah this is i i i would if i was playing a campaign because this is typically this is where i've encountered quirks and played with them i would avoid mechs with no torso twist that's the beauty of the campaign though is when is when they need a new mech and they go to the shop and you're like yo we've got these three mechs and they're all like these all suck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they have to choose, and then even if they even if they modify or upgrade it, it's part of the chassis, so they can't they can't get away from it. We don't I have love. waste actuators in the periphery, son. <laughs> You're gonna have to get something. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 a beautiful system, even though it's like it, it it's painful in some ways, but, but but not in others. Yeah, this is negative two. It should be worse. Negative three. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. 
I mean, it uh, definitely just completely changes the way you play with it. And I think this is something, if you were like trying to create an op for like a pirate or bandits and mm-hmm. you're like just uh-huh. generic, like, yeah, throw a couple like of these on, like don't make their pilots worse. Cause then that's, you know, no fun. It's like, all right, give them no torso twist. Like they've done uh, poor maintenance on their mechs. So like they uh, can't they torso, go. but they're they like out of waste actuators. <laughs> But I mean, th- this is just one of the things you can do with quirks. Like, yeah, th- they're not like because you're not balancing them. There's no BV cost. Just like, just like an initiative deck. Like, have like a three or four, and then just draw and like, all right, what is what's the op for Atlas have? Oh God, he has poor life support. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's a great idea. Here's here's some random cards. You know, what what is the op for going to draw? Like the pirates, the pirates who've got the crappy crappy mechs. You know, what goes wrong really today? I love it. Speaking of what goes wrong today, what you got next, Denim? Well, I decided for the next one to go with uh, one of the more fun ones. Not necessarily overpowered, but but um, when I first looked through the 3050 technical readout, some of the mechs in there looked really weird, specifically the clan Omnis with their arms up over the head like like uh, <laughs> you know a robber was was behind them holding them up because they got the they had their arms way up in the air. Mm-hmm. Turns out there is a quirk for that. It is called overhead arms. And what that means <laughs> is if it is standing and has line of sight to its target, a mech with overhead arms treats its arm mounted weapons as one level higher when determining the <laughs> effects of terrain, which also means that if uh, if it's firing at someone in partial cover, they don't get the partial cover bonuses oh. at all from a mech firing from weapons that are up over its head because it's firing down over <laughs> over the terrain so it doesn't get the it doesn't get the plus one to hit it doesn't get the um ignore leg hits so it the rule says that you need line of sight so you can't use this to like stand behind you can't stand behind a level two and fire over you cannot do that (laughs) no but but as far as line of sight is concerned if you can see a mech you know you you ignore their 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 uh partial cover unless you know they're at a higher elevation than you are yeah so you just count as one level higher essentially i like that it was just it's just so funny that i saw that drawing and then and then later i saw a quirk that that addressed that drawing and i'm like ha okay sure it is a quirky quirk indeed quite quirky yes all right how about you josh you're next i had to do it because if i didn't dustin (laughs) would have and we didn't want him to talk about prototype that's right and prototype like i said Classic and Alpha Strike units with the prototype quirk have a significantly increased chance of suffering critical hits as a result of rolls for critical damage. Yo, dog, I heard you like your Marauder 4X with blazers. <laughs> You're super your griffin. Super griffin. <laughs> your exper- Isn't there a super wasp or something? There too? is a super wasp. So, <laughs> but that actually, I can see that where the prototype would go in because, like, hey, you've got unfield tested equipment Mm -hmm. what's gonna happen oh it's gonna get it's gonna work great like on the mech until you start taking damage then all the things that you haven't documented how bad it goes with it are just gonna go bad don't you just love prototype though denim i mean taking extra extra chance of critical hits as far as role-playing goes prototype is a fantastic one because my players like to like to make their own designs and come up with their own concepts so it's automatically a prototype. They're going to have problems. I they can't it. just make whatever they want with no, no ramifications, no Why consequences. Do you hate your players, though. Like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> because, you know because, what? 
getting crits on eights against you guys was too hard. What about sevens? <laughs> I, I don't hate my players. I enjoy crushing them <laughs> in their hopes and dreams trampled beneath me. Extreme victories are just as entertaining as extreme failures in my <laughs> mind. Remind me to tell you about the time that their entire base got nuked. Oh, nice. All right, Dustin, back to you for another one that the Vindicator had. Yeah, so we got Rugged here. So you had Prototype. Most, I think all of the quirks we've talked about so far see action on the tabletop. I picked one that doesn't, like straight up doesn't come into play when you're rolling dice at all. Uh, that's a light. It, it comes into play when you roll dice in between the games. Oh, yes, my favorite. Homework phase. That's what it is. I oh. love homework phase in games. It's a big part of the game uh, when you're playing campaign. If you're not playing campaign, none of it matters. But when you are, this is important, especially rugged. Uh, so rugged, some mechs are extremely reliable, reducing the frequency with which they require maintenance. The cost is one point if the mech can go for two times as long between maintenance periods as normal, and two points if it can go up to three times as long. Uh, so I picked the Victor 9B, because it's like my piece of crap scion that I don't maintain in my driveway. It never stops. <laughs> it does It does not need maintenance checks. That comes in. That makes the mech cheaper, you know? Less stress on the maintenance team. They appreciate that. The Aztecs, they're already overworked. Yep. Um, my uh, my Shadowhawk has that one too, and it's that that common, you know. Oh, we've only got X amount of time to repair all this, and everyone's like, "Ah, forget about the Shadowhawk; he's fine." Yeah, it's good. It's gonna work. Don't worry about it. That clanking noise—it's not gonna throw around. It'll be <laughs> I know it sounds bad, but it's it, it's really not. We we got four hundred hours on the reactor. It's been making that noise. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> this Toyota Corolla of engines—like it is That's not right. going to die unless you kill it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, not all your quirks have to uh, be quirky while you're shooting mechs and being shot at. Some of them are for the homework phase. Yeah, there are actually quite a few that are for the homework phase. Yeah. yeah. Back to Josh. I'll do my last one. So you talked about, you know, in the shooting phase. Well, I chose Sensor Ghost because I like shooting worse in the shooting phase. <laughs> I had to choose another like exterminator. Like, let's not go with the prototype one. Let's go with the one that has too much electronic warfare that it starts electronic warfare in itself. Yo, dog, I heard you like E-War, so I E-Warred your enemies while I E-Warred your targeting computer. Yeah, so nice. uh, you shoot worse when you're attacking enemies, and I'm just like, oh, buddy, who hurts you? Oh, it's plus one to everything? To everything. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, That's- it's not on all of them. It's only on the, the 6CS, the Comstar mm-hmm. one that was actually pretty good, because it has a chameleon light polarization and null signature so once again you throw the fancy tech on and things start getting weird we never expected you to put so many systems on the same chassis sir but that's a great way to like justify like hey i'm running like all the weird fancy tech like cool great you can do that you can get your plus you know four to extra to hit at long range no one's ever going to touch you good luck trying to shoot back though (laughs) your computer yeah like your Windows bio screen is like locking up like, oh God, please kill. <laughs> my mech can see color. My mech can see smells, but it's messing with the targeting system. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, we got, you know, we got three Thunderbolts coming up over the ridge. And like, no, no, sir. No, no, we've only got one. Oh. Only got one. Which one do I shoot at? 
I'm I'm disappointed that nobody picked Searchlight. <laughs> <laughs> it goes in the like the bucket of Searchlight trailer hitch. What does each vehicle have? <laughs> I know the Warhammer has a Searchlight. Oh yeah, Warhammer has it. The 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 Rifleman has got two right there on his chest. Two. Oh boy. Yeah, he's got headlights. I'm sorry, you can never make that same like motion again. Like he's got two searchlights on his chest. I'm pretty sure I saw that bar on Outreach, uh, the Searchlight Saloon. Yeah. Oh. All right, and for your last one, you know what? All right, for my last one, I'm going to go back to the Timberwolf. Timberwolf oh, yeah. being one of my favorite mechs. It turns out it's not all rainbows with that with that one. I mean, it's got uh, some wonder- good rainbows because it's got oh, it does. Know, medium target. It does. <laughs> but it, it does have a flaw. And that's because if you ever look at the mini, it's got this big, huge cockpit right there in the front. It's a big arced cockpit. It's it's gigantic. It's and it's right in the it, Exactly. It's a right in the center of the mech, too. So if you're if you're aiming for center of mass, which people do, you're probably going to hit the cockpit. Mm-hmm. And to show that it has what's called the weak head armor quirk. This is a variable one. Like most of the time, variable says like one through three or one through four. Mm-hmm. This one is just um, the value of this quirk is equal to the number of armor points effectively lost. Oh, wow. For example, a mech with nine points of head armor, but <laughs> using a four point version of this quirk effectively only has five armor points. The important, okay. p- important part is if you're just trying to use this as a way to, to math the armor. Cause sometimes, you know, your mech is just missing like one armor point to, to max out, but then you'd mm. waste, you know, seven points of armor. It doesn't you, count you, like that. Right? You can't use it like that. It's however many armor you assign to the head is minus that many. So if you only put one armor on, on this mech's head, it would have zero armor because it has a minus one for, for the head armor on the Timberwolf. I mean, let's get real. If you're putting one, blip of armor on a mech's head you might as well just give it weak head armor and just be like yeah it's <laughs> it's actual just glass like please don't right don't fall Not down glass so it's <laughs> we, it's we know, got the cheap glass <laughs> with the timberwolf it is assigned nine points of head armor but um it only has like when you're playing in the game it only has eight points of armor so that that's how that works i'm trying to think how that would like help help Oh, like what kind of weapon? I'm yeah. not so much with that one. Yeah, because because it's still like a ten point weapon is still gonna get that gonna get that crit. There's there's nothing that does thirteen points of damage, so it wouldn't help against a, an ERPPC or a Gauss mm-hmm. rifle. Um, what my brain tells me is you can now just be hit by ER and large lasers, intersphere, the the one of the more, more common main weapons for the intersphere, the large lasers. Oh yeah, yeah. the armor. You do eight damage. The head has no more armor. Now anything... I mean, let's get real. If you're playing with quirks, you might as well take it to the next level. Any environmental effects. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yo there dog. are some bad ones for environmental effects I was, in I here, was about too. to say, uh, have, I, have we gone over breaching rules yet? I know. <laughs> oh, man. Rules. You do not want to walk in water with that one. Yeah. So that that is how I feel it helps. Like, okay, now you crack the ammo and it's like, okay, is the average mech warrior with no... no <laughs> I'm seeing daylight through my armor, man. <laughs> uh, are they going to stick around if they got no head armor? No, they're like, yeah, no, there's... I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I would like to point out that the weak head armor for one point cancels out the um, improved targeting medium range. So the, oh the Timberwolf God. is a balanced mech. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. They're both one point, And I really think that medium range plus one 
or minus one is way, way more important than the weak head armor. <laughs> but once again, I'm we're not, not here to, to right. yeah, we're not here to determine if they are in fact balanced or not. It's roughly. roughly. We're just here to talk about them. We've all touched on a quirk or a couple of quirks, you know, some positives and negatives. Yeah, there are so many more. So go, go read them. So many go more. Read your Battle Mac manual. Yeah. Look, I'm not here to baby bird you and digest you, you know, 100 quirks. But there's at least one for almost every different part of the mech to make it relevant. Like if you want to do something for the arms, the head, the torso, the legs. This is how you can get weird customization for just how a mech behaves on the battlefield. Not how it behaves in combat, because a large laser is a large laser. But with the quirks, that can be, you know, the large laser you've been tweaking in between missions for 12 campaigns. Like, okay, you finally got all the lensing tuned perfectly. (laughs) So I want to wrap it up with how do we make quirks good and relevant if we don't think they are by now? Uh, that that's such a tough question because like i i don't find them balanced but i like i said i don't find that as a flaw and other than that i don't like i don't see anything wrong with them in general so my my answer for that is they're already good the only way we can make them relevant is to do more more rpg campaigns what about you dustin what are you thinking i like them i maybe a more granular balancing system i guess but then you want more like i don't want to say a second pass but like some of these points need adjustments like sure yeah a little balance or something i don't know i i would be more tempted i would say i would say this if you know if i'm if i'm gonna split hairs here i would be more tempted to roll these into my pickup games and for me that is the bulk of my Battletech games is their pickup games. I'd be more tempted to bring them in if instead of like one to five points, positive or negative, it was like one to 20 or something. You know? Yeah. Ooh, so you could that's way, that's like way a, too much. It's, it's, it's like a secondary layer of BV on top or something. I, I, but then, I mean, would it be, would we, would I like it after I got what I wanted? I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> what you need, Dustin, is you need more free time. And with that free time, you need to join a, a role playing campaign with me. And oh, I absolutely. and then you need to play the yeah, we need to we need to play this so that it matters to, to you on some level and then see what you think about that afterwards. I'll talk to you in about twelve years. Okay. <laughs> Once my kids in college. <laughs> I will say my thought on how to make quirks good and relevant is go back and throw like five of these on every chassis. Because I mean, it, it needs to be more quirky. There baby. needs to be more quirks applied to more mechs. Because I look at intro tech, Phoenix Hawk. What does it have? Command mech, improved community. Okay, that was a bad, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Got, Phoenix Hawk's got a lot. Um, and so many of those are like the original 16 mechs. I think they all have ubiquitous. Yeah. Well, they're they're tied into the fiction. So the, the chassis yes. that see a lot of fictions, they see a lot of quirks. Um, yeah. yeah, the more the more that have been written about them, the more the more quirks they like have the to Griffin apply. Griffin has, you know, it can eject its PPC on its PP on its arm when it decides to brawl. The Griffin, the Phoenix Hawk, the Battlemaster. Um, they can all put down their their weapon, yeah, jettison their weapon, and then yeah. have have two hands, and then pick up another one that's not broken. So if one got critted, but they've got another one back in the trailer, they they could put that one down and then go and basically grab another one. 
it takes a little bit longer than them just picking it up to get another one on, but it takes uh, almost no time compared to to how long it would take to replace, um, say, a Warhammer's PPC in its arm if it got damaged. Yeah, yeah. So that's a huge thing. You've got other ones like the Spider who can jump and not in straight lines. Oh my god! But they, but they also can't eject. Yeah. So <laughs> they have zero ejection system. Yeah, the Spider always plus four to hit <laughs> when you jump, right? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's just hard to hit yeah. them. That's that's but that's the whole thing. The Black Knight it just has command mech. Like true. Uh, you think it should have a lot more, but that's that's it. Yeah. Like, like even the Highlander at least has cowl as well. Yeah. Mm. The Black Knight needs the um c- the cockpit misting fan for, <laughs> for the <laughs> for the pilot. <laughs> Once again, the Ace Ventura worm in this rhino. You just taffing it as it you know. Shuts down. <laughs> uh, but. Your blackjack, Dustin, just has bad reputation in her sphere. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny that, that even back then, they're like, people hate this mech. If or do. Like, it's not a bad mech, but people hate it. It gets a rap because it was it was a citizen nuker, right? <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, and, and things like that, like bad reputation, definitely important in the role-playing games because it means that it's sold for half price. But, and it's this is important... It does not affect the per, the price at which do, at which players purchase a new mech. So you would still have to pay full price to purchase it. Oh, but but when selling price. it, you're only <laughs> going to get half of the selling price. So it's like whatever a normal selling price is for a mech, you only get half of that. Oh, that's but right. uh, depending on the era, it can change a mech from you know um, from bad reputation, and then it can get rid of that. Like that is that is something that can go away mm. um, in certain eras. Mm. Yeah. So, like I said, that's probably my big issues because the first 16, the, the originals, they definitely had like a, okay, let, let's give these guys loving TLC and care. And yeah. Then it's like the second wave of mechs. They, they might have one or zero or two that are just seem like, okay, you, you really didn't need that one. Now you got me looking at all these. I like the Enforcer. It has three that are dedicated to its AC-10, fast reload, improved cooling jacket, and ammunition feed problem. All <laughs> <laughs> and this AC-10 is so awesome until it isn't, and then, and then kaboom. <laughs> but like bad reputation is minus one point, and good reputation is zero points. Oh, like that's, that's Yeah, you don't get anything for, for good reputation. I think that's my way to get more people playing with quirks is to give more mechs quirks. Like, I don't want to treat these as like special rules for mechs. Like, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, these are all command mechs. Cool. Like, but I can't do anything in game or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. give me like improved targeting or improved sensors or extended torso twists. I don't, there's like a fun factor. And yeah. you have to take that into account. Like, oh. some quirks are more fun and some quirks are just. Okay, that might come up once if you're electing to use it. I like that they're tied to chassis, so you know you can't really do anything about them. Chassis yeah, for, and for, variants. Some variants get really weird. Like if you, it's true, yeah, yeah. I think later on they started applying them to to variants, but to begin with, it was just it was just to the chassis. So like if if you had a mech that had a faulty ammo feed, you could not have that weapon mounted on that chassis. But if you ever put that weapon back on, it would have that same ammo feed no matter what parts you used or how many times you repaired it. Like it's just a, a fundamental part of, of how of how you have to have to feed the ammo to the weapon with that chassis. It's just not going to work properly. 
We have the Wolverine, which is a command mech, has extended torso twist, improved communications, jettison-capable weapon, AC-5, protected actuators, ubiquitous, and cramped cockpit. I think I found the mech with the most quirks. <laughs> it is a lot. <laughs> it has three lines on the battle mech manual. Three. So I think the key is is find an original, like, 16. Try those out with quirks. If you like those, stick with those. Yeah, those are the quirky ones. I feel bad for the Wolverine though, because it has a cramped cockpit. That's also the command mech. So, you know, the guy spending most of his time in there is just all like, God, oh, this sucks. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a command computer, but I got to use a mirror and reach over my left arm with my right, or <laughs> right. my left shoulder with my right arm, and <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> yes. And all right, anyone, anyone else got any closing thoughts on quirks? I like them. Obviously, like I've said before, not not for tournaments. But I, I really like the, the role-playing aspect of this game. So I would like to see Quirks used more. So I'm really happy that they put them in the Battle Mech manual. And uh, I know that uh, that from technical readout prototypes and on, they, they include the Quirks in there. Oh, but for okay. the ones that aren't, are listed in the Battle Mech manual. So all your, all your classic mechs um, are listed in there starting on like page 90. Yeah. Just starts listing... Um, older TRO battle mechs and what all their quirks are. So, so the information is out there for us. It's just up to us to to use them and see what we think. Dustin and our pickup games. Let's let's use quirks. I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> Legionnaire. Oh, the ammo feeds. Oh no. Okay. Oh. My Wolverine is a flexible combat machine. Oh god. <laughs> It has extended torso twist. Oh, so does the urban mech. The urban mech's got the low profile the and extended torso. Sense. It just spins around in a little circle. Whizz. But the Wolverine, why does the Wolverine deserve extended torso twist? It's just so flexible. It stretches. Yeah. Flexible. Lots of stretches. He does yoga. Yeah. <laughs> All I can think yoga about is fire. the uh, Iron Man 2, the hammer drone, when they're like do, bringing out the test type, test prototypes, and he like does mm-hmm. the twist, and he's like, 360. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> Piloting damage. <laughs> weep, weep, weep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I love it. Anyone uh, or you want to send us home? Okay. You can find the Mech Bay podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook and Discord. And a special thank you to our Patreons. Don't forget to flush your coolant every three months or 3,000 rounds. Thanks for listening to the Mech Bay podcast. Until then, keep rolling 12s. And remember, through salvage, all things are possible. Oh.